Does Black Panther Wakanda Forever live up to the hype? Folks, this week marks a major sea change for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This Friday, Black Panther Wakanda Forever hits theaters and brings us back to Ryan Coogler's sprawling vision of Wakanda. Not only will we see the return of familiar faces like Shuri, Nakia, Okoye, Queen Ramonda, and Umbaku, but we'll meet new characters to the MCU like Riri Williams and, of course, the one and only Namor the Submariner. This means that we are now officially 50% closer to one of the most iconic comic book panels of all time coming to pass. Kidding aside, Wakanda Forever has the unenviable task of not only following up a film that was a critically acclaimed cultural phenomenon, but also it has to contend with the tragic passing of its franchise star, Chadwick Boseman. So how do real-world audiences and denizens of the Marvel Cinematic Universe alike pick up the pieces and move forward? That's one of the central conceits of this movie, and one that resonated powerfully with many critics. As of Tuesday morning, reviews are out, and we can begin to piece together how Wakanda Forever fits into the larger MCU tapestry. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment, and while we will keep things spoiler-free, if you're worried about knowing too much, well, you should probably leave now so you can still earnestly ask questions like this. What are those? Now, by and large, Ryan Coogler's done a phenomenal job. He's delivered a sweeping blockbuster that pays tribute to Chadwick Boseman through a powerful meditation on grief and tradition, while also setting the stage for Marvel's Phase 5. In his review on Nerdist, Joshua Mackey noted the film's tone is quite different than the original, and for good reason. Black Panther whisked audiences away on a whimsical Afrofuturistic adventure that exposed everyone to Wakanda. But this sequel oscillates between somber and humorous while peppering in classic high-octane Marvel action sequences. This seems like it would be overwhelming, but the end result creates a stellar film with grief at its epicenter. Entertainment Weekly's Leah Greenblatt also noted how this film feels unique for a comic book movie, a genre where death is one of the most impermanent elements. This is a movie very much in mourning for the man it lost, as a star, a colleague, and a friend, which seems like strange if not uncharted territory for a comic book universe in which death is a snap and resurrection rarely less than another sequel or end credit sequence away. Now, with that said, the film is not endlessly morose or maudlin. As The Verge's Charles Pulliam Moore noted, a love for Chadwick and an undying reverence for T'Challa can be felt throughout Wakanda forever. But the movie is careful to be not so bound up in these powerful emotions that it ever feels narratively inflexible or stuck in the past, a necessary choice that plays an important role in Wakanda Forever's ability to move the ongoing tale of the MCU's Black Panther forward. Without Chadwick Boseman to anchor the franchise, others like Letitia Wright have stepped up to carry us into the future. Discussing films, Brittany Murphy praised Wright's portrayal of a world-warrior Shuri who's bearing the weight of Wakanda's future on her shoulders. The world has hardened the young princess in a short time, and she spends much of the movie trying to find herself. Wright is on another level as she moves through Wakanda forever. The Seattle Times, as Moira McDonald added, the performances are uniformly strong and sometimes splendid, particularly Lupita Nyong'o as soulful spy Nakia and the great Angela Bassett, who becomes the film's tower of strength and whose silent loving gazes at Shuri tell an entire story in a glance. Likewise, Jeffrey Lyles of Lyles Movie Files is already talking about Oscar nominations for Angela Bassett. The script sets her up for some powerful moments that Bassett crushes with the kind of emotion to put lumps in throats. 
Now, one of the film's biggest highlights is its ostensible villain, Namor, the ruler of the lost kingdom of Talo Khan, a reimagined Mesoamerican version of Atlantis in the comics. Played by Tenoch Huerta, Marvel's first mutant is charming and terrifying in equal measure. IndieWire's David Ehrlich called Namor one of the more arresting bad guys that Marvel has ever brought to the screen, and noted that he shares Killmonger's post-colonial anger, his distorted righteousness, and his utter disinterest in wearing clothes. And the fighting forces of Talokan also proved to be quite the match for Wakanda's elite Dora Milashe, leading to some thrilling action sequences. The raps Alonzo Duralde wrote, It's exciting to see a fighting force that can actually give the skillful Dora Milashe a run for their money. And returning composer Ludwig Göransson and a team of editors helped to make the action sequences consistently thrilling. Still, though, at 2 hours and 41 minutes, the film's prodigious runtime is divisive for some critics. Polygon's Toussaint Egan was unbothered by it. While the film clocks in just around 160 minutes, Wakanda Forever is paced in such a way that its action sequences move at a brisk clip, while its more serious moments never overstay a beat. Its economical, well-crafted storytelling is a feat unto itself, to say nothing of the film as a whole. Over on Nerdist, Joshua Mackey wrote, Black Panther Wakanda Forever clocks in at 2 hours and 41 minutes, which means there's plenty of time to cover numerous storylines. Yet some of the side characters within both the nations of Talokan and Wakanda lack solid character development, which may leave viewers yearning for more. Some critics, like But Why Those Kate Sanchez, felt that the film was at its best when it didn't bend over backwards to try and forge connections to the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. When the film tries to remind the audience of how it connects to the rest of the MCU, especially when certain lines of dialogue seem forced in to do so, it loses itself. The constant need to force connections instead of telling a story strikes again with one-liners and moments that break up an otherwise emotionally potent script. Case in point, some, like Awards Watch's Kevin L. Lee, took issue with how they handled Riri Williams. It felt at times more like a backdoor pilot for Ironheart than a fully fleshed-out character. Though Dominique Thorne gives a charismatic performance and brings a ton of personality to the character, she is written too thinly as a MacGuffin plot device that drives the first half of the film. Yes, it is very much similar to how America Chavez was written in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And then there are others, like The Telegraph's Robbie Collin, who minced exactly zero words about this movie. Only Nyong'o and Winston Duke, whose avuncular mountain tribe chief Umbaku makes a welcome return, actually feel like human beings. Elsewhere, it's drainingly apparent we're just watching the nth round of chess pieces being rearranged. Like Namor with his dinky ankle wings, this franchise has become superheroically adept at treading water. But given the film's 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes at the time of this recording, it's clear that so far, Wakanda Forever is more than a worthy sequel to Black Panther. As the Mary Sue's Princess Weeks put it, for people dealing with Marvel fatigue, this is the film that will give you some hope. Black Panther 2 will end the MCU's turbulent Phase 4, so at least that helps them stick the landing. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's a small sampling of what the critics are saying about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. For my money, Wakanda Forever is a solid sequel. It's anchored by tremendous performances from its core cast who navigate uncertain waters with grace, aplomb, and gravitas. At times, it does feel a little bit long in the tooth, but grieving is a messy and unwieldy emotion. And the film reflects that in every aspect for better and for worse. And also, Namor? Instantly one of my new favorite characters in the MCU, so it gets a bonus star just for Tenoch performance alone. Black Panther Wakanda Forever hits theaters everywhere this Friday, but in the meantime, folks, tell us, are you excited for Wakanda Forever? What do you hope this movie means for the future of the MCU? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com. 